Podcast, the place dedicated to educating and supporting parents and professionals, hosted by Dr. Sandy Munoz, CEO of the Children's Healing Institute. Did you know that stress spelled backwards spells dessert? I love it. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the G Podcast. How is everyone holding up? April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, so in today's episode, I wanted to focus on a couple of things. How do we take care of ourselves so we can take care of others? How do we stay sane while trying to work from home when our children are home? And how do we find grace in stressful times? Let's start off with how do we stay sane? Parenting can sometimes be stressful without adding in these challenging times. We have become our family's therapist, entertainment, playmate, sounding board, lunch lady, cleaning service, chief financial officer, referee, And that's just to name a few. And we're trying to do all of this while work from home and be productive. While technology is a great thing and allows us to work from home, kids really don't understand that just because mom and dad are home, that doesn't mean that they're really home. This is especially true for the little ones. So here are a couple of ideas. Try to establish a schedule for your children and establish your schedule around your children's schedule, meaning... Think about when your children may need your attention the most. Do they need help while doing their schooling from home? If they are really young, you may need to work your routine around their sleep schedule or nap time. Try to find some resources for learning either through their school, YouTube content, or handouts that you can print out. Try to plan out your day and make a schedule and put it where your children can see it. Let them know you will be taking some breaks, but you're trying to get some work done. If possible, try to split your day with your partner or cluster your meetings when your partner is able to help. Try to find a space that you can work from. Is there an office at home that both you and your spouse can share? Can you work in the dining room or set up a space in the bedroom? You might have to get a little bit creative and move some furniture around so you can create an environment that will help you focus. If you have older children, make sure that they're helping you. Since they are stuck at home, it's a great time to learn how to cook, how to do chores, how to do their laundry. We are all guilty of spoiling our kids. I know I am. But at some point, they will go off to college, and it's a great time to think about life skills that they're going to need and have them start working on it. It's a great time to teach older kids about budgeting. Take breaks. Make sure that your kids know you will be taking a break every hour and focus your attention on them for 15 minutes on each hour. This is a great time to get some fresh air, to have your children get some energy out. Either kick the ball around, have them do some jumping jacks, or have them do some laps. Accept the fact that not everything is going to go smoothly. Things are going to be a little chaotic, not only for you, but for everyone. We are all adjusting to a new normal. Embrace the chaos. And don't freak out if your two-year-old comes into your office and tells you he has to poo while you're on a conference call. That's what the mute button is for. Sometimes you just are going to really have to laugh. Finally, know when to stop working and spend quality time with your family. Just because we are all working from home doesn't mean we shouldn't disconnect. Praise your little ones for trying their best while you were trying to get your work done. And if you have teens, try to find time to hang out with them. I know a lot of them are probably in their rooms, either talking to their friends or gaming, 
So it's important to keep those lines of communication open with them. And this is done by joining them in their space. Now that we have found a way to effectively work from home, how do we keep from losing our minds? How do we take care of ourselves so that we are resilient? There's a lot of truth to what we're told when we fly, or at least when we used to fly. You know when the stewardess would be up front and tell you what to do in case of an emergency? One of the first things they said was, when the oxygen mask comes down, put it on yourself first so you can help others. There's a lot of truth to that. We need to take, we need to take care of ourselves if we're going to be available for our families. What does it mean to be resilient? It means to be creative in solving a situation and maintaining a positive outlook so that we can feel good again. We all have an inner strength that can serve as a foundation to build ourselves up. Some of this can include our faith, trying to be flexible. This is definitely not the time to be rigid in our thinking. Some of us have a great sense of humor, knowing that there's always a flip side to a situation. It really just depends on our attitude. Here's some tips that we can use. Take some time for some walks outside during your day. Get some fresh air and exercise. It really helps to manage the stress. If you are the only adult and children need to join you, then make a game out of it. You can take a piece of tape and turn it inside out and put it on one of their wrists and make a scavenger hunt. Have them find little objects and they can stick it on their wrist. It's a great little distraction. When you have some time alone, start to journal. It can be a gratitude journal. It can be a journal where you share your thoughts about your day. It can also be a journal about some dreams that you want to write down. Learn some exercises that will help you relax, like taking a few deep breaths while you're thinking about a place that makes you happy. Make yourself think about what you see, what you smell, what you hear. Many years ago, I used to work with kids who had cancer. When they would come into the doctor's office to have their port access so they could get their medication, it really caused a lot of anxiety. The deep breathing and visual technique that I just discussed was something that I would use with them. I would have them close their eyes and start telling me about their favorite place. When their eyes were closed, I would tell them to describe to me exactly what they saw, what they would hear, what they would smell. It really helped to reduce their anxiety. The power of the mind is a beautiful thing. We just need to make sure that we're managing it. Seek out connections. Just because we are socially distancing doesn't mean that we can't be connected. A better term would be physical distancing. We can still be social thanks to technology. So what does it mean to maintain grace during these stressful times, and how is grace defined? Grace is extending kindness to others when they don't deserve it. It's easy during times of stress to be reactive and become easily annoyed. When this happens, harsh words can follow, and we become like kids throwing a temper tantrum because something doesn't go our way. Here are some tips on maintaining grace during stressful times. Take a breath before you react. We all need to learn how to hit the pause button and really reflect on the situation. What is the situation really about when you dissect it? Does it really deserve that reaction that you want to give it? Phone a friend whose advice you trust. You may need to get some feedback before you're able to respond. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes people are just reacting out of their own fears and concerns. Consider the long-term impact. If you're dealing with kids, words can do a lot of damage, especially if they come in place 
especially if they come from a place of anger. And if you're dealing with professionals, don't forget that people talk. And how you respond becomes a reflection of your character. I read an article by Joni DiBrito who stated that one of the best parenting lessons she learned was to go to her closet. I thought that it was really funny, but when you think about it, it really made a lot of sense. We all need to be able to escape for a couple of minutes to a place where we can just be alone. We might need to be able to scream into a pillow, but at least it would allow us the time to regroup and become a more calm person and put ourselves in a gracious state of mind. She goes on to explain that G and grace states, stands for gratitude. We should be grateful for our children and our loved ones. R is for resist. Make a choice to resist expressing negative emotions. A is for adjust. We need to adjust our thinking. Whatever a loved one is doing to annoy us is probably unintentional. It could be how they are communicating their needs. C is for communication. We need to communicate kindly. Remember that this is hard on everyone. And E is for express. Always try to express appreciation. Instead of criticizing your loved one, find words that are encouraging. It will calm the tension and allow for a more peaceful conversation. Like I stated at the beginning of this podcast, stress spelled backwards spells desserts. While these are stressful times for all of us, it is also an opportunity to find the sweetness in all of it. We have the opportunity to bond closer with our children and our spouses. We can get to know them better and create ways to enjoy each other's company. Until next time, my friends, remember that you are not alone. Wishing all of you love, peace, and health. Thank you so much for listening to our message today. If you are interested in our organization, please visit our website at www.childrenshealinginstitute.org. And don't forget to follow us on our other platforms by searching the Children's Healing Institute in the search bar. See you next week.